Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Emily. And my name is Andrew. And today we're going to talk about stuff. And things. And things, indeed. How stuff about that? and things. Just, just, yes, that is just our thing to talk about stuff. And things. Um, but it, I think you you need to say it in a Midwestern accent, maybe even a Southern accent, because you've been in the South as of late. I have. I was in Nashville this weekend again to see the whole study again and do more uh, fun little music things. So see, uh, I'm not letting you off the hook that easy, though. You got to say it in a Southern accent. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I went down to Nashville and I recorded with Aaron Deathridge at the East Side Manor, did a little music video for him. Real cool place, real big place. They got a, an echo chamber in the basement, real neat. Uh, a real deal plate reverb. Uh, I'm done. Uh, so, yeah. I just wanted you to say stuff and things. That's all I was requesting. I, the thing right. is, like, those are weird words to say with an accent. You might say thangs, stiff, thangs. Yeah, all that said, is it weird that when you said echo chamber, all I thought was politics? Oh, Lord. I was like, oh, <laughs> I've in all my studios, I've never seen an echo chamber like that before. So that was pretty neat. Well, as we've previously discussed, I haven't been in a studio. So sad face. I need to fix that. Yeah, the Eastside Manor is wild. Apparently, the guy who built it made a bunch of money off of Apple stocks in the 80s and built a really it's like I was walking down like this dirt road in east nashville the gravel road i mean and uh because aaron's like it's at the end of the gravel road and past the bamboo and then there's just like this mansion i'm like i feel like i might be trespassing but it was really right. cool i'll post a link to that video when uh it it exists just a little instrumental thing uh and then michelle sullivan um the ringleader of the all night boys came pick me up and we did another little video for one of her songs at a, a different studio so Good times. Good times. We saw the whole study, met some really cool people. Andrew, later I got to tell you about uh, one particular person I met because I think you're going to be impressed since you like this thing called, quotes, grunge. Oh, wait. No, no. You have to tell me now. Okay. Well, her name is Mimi and her brother is um, Jason, who you may recognize as uh, one of the gentlemen on the cover of the album Bleach. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, her brother was in Nirvana and Soundgarden. He was the guy who got kicked out of Nirvana, and he was the guy who got kicked out of Soundgarden, and then he became a Green Beret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um. Oh shoot. I can't. I'm blanking on. His, uh, is it Jason Everman? Everman. Yeah. Yeah. That took me a second. Brain still firing yeah. up on a half. My so she and I talked about guitars wait, so half you, the weekend, and like she. Wait, so you met Jason Everman's yeah. sister? Was Actually, Jason you there? met her too. No, he wasn't there. You met her too. She was at the whole study show. She was the uh, ICU nurse who helped that guy who fainted. Oh, that was her. Yeah, <laughs> she's kind oh of my like goodness. a true American badass. <laughs> a true American hero. Mm-hmm. No, she was so funny. <laughs> I, like, yeah, I love those whole stay shows because you meet the greatest people. But um, I also got to meet. That is a trip. Yeah, but outside of the whole study, I also got to meet uh, and hang out with Grant and Karen from Big Year at their place. I'm so jealous. They seem like the sweetest people in the planet. Oh my and I really gosh! Want to meet them? The best. The best. We'll have to have them on the show because, like, they're they got they got good stories and they're good at telling them. Uh, 
but Grant, Karen, if you're listening to this, please visit me. I'm isolated in this sad, cold, rainy world called Seattle. <laughs> or you just have to get down to Nashville, Summer Nam next year, maybe. Uh, yeah, we'll. I mean, we'll see. Uh, I, there may or may not be early workings of some sort of a plan yeah. for that. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, but they were great. I got to meet their cat, Cat Albert. Uh, the name, one of the two namesakes of their pedal that's going to be released in the fall, the Albi. I got Albie. to play it. And how was it? It's an 80s dream machine. Like, if you like 80s new wave, that kind of like jangly JC120 sound. Lasers, you already reverb. have a JC, though. I do, but it was really cool when Grant was talking to me about So it's eight presets, and then you can just control the mix, and uh, it gets to 50% wet because that's what old JC120s were like. So each algorithm is based off of like a specific sound, and they're all really cool like there were some i liked more than others um i'm he's going to change the numbers on me so it doesn't really matter if i tell you which ones they are if i could remember them but it's just like when you're playing those like fun like little sustained picking things nothing like too staccato or nothing it's just like good ambience and i feel like i i feel like it's going to live on my board like especially my sunday crush board because it's just perfect for that i was so impressed with it and there there are some secrets in it too one thing that he showed me was when it powers on the lights, it cycles through the lights in a really fun way. It's really cute. So basically, like, it's a really badass Dimension C. No. It's 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 kind of like that with that you just have the settings. Right, um, with the buttons? Yeah, but they're not all chorus. Some are just, like, um, some are chorus or phaser things, like a phaser with a reverb and a compressor and stuff Ooh. like that or a little slap back okay, to so life. it really steps out of the box yes it is it's it's really cool wait i feel like that's like i feel like that's the ultimate like praise and worship i mean battle. it will do very well there i'm sure Especially with a lot of folks that don't know what they're doing, but have $10,000 boards. Oh, shots fired. Oh, um, there's a lot of those. And $10,000 is not yeah. even really much of a, an overstatement, it feels like. No, only if you are a peasant and only have one climb. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But... I saw... Who was it? I saw someone posting... Uh, a photo of their like little like mid-sized pedal board with two like original clones on it. Why? I was Why? like, what? That's like four grand and two overdrive pedals. That could be purpose? eight grand in overdrive pedals depending on where they bought them. Right, right. So I, I, I don't know. More power to them. I mean, I guess they've got that kind of money laying around and oh well. Oh, yikes. Something, yeah. something taxation, something, something theft. I don't know. I don't know. So. Yikes. But um, one of the things that I, I really want to talk about is this cat. It's not, not their cat, though. Their cat, Cat Albert, was great. This is a black stray that they've uh, first named Puma, then named Poo Poo, and now it's Poo Face. And I think I posted a picture on my personal Instagram. This cat looks like a poorly drawn cat. Like, he doesn't look real. He's just mangy. His tail is, like, so long and skinny. His back legs seem, like, disproportionately long. He has the best grumpy old man face, but like this cat immediately just like jumped on my lap and was like wanting pets, just a complete sweetie. So I think they're trying to find someone who might be willing to adopt it. So if you're in Nashville and you want the craziest, snuggliest cat I've ever met in my life, uh, I can put you in touch and maybe you can adopt Pooh Face. Well, 
the way I feel about my kitties this week is I could use a replacement <laughs> having just one of those weeks. Yikes. What happened? Uh, let's see here. Well, so Percy in particular, so the older of the two cats, uh, he's been getting a little like, not aggressive because that's not the right term, but he's been pushing his weight around, which also sounds like a fat joke, but he is also kind of a fat cat. It's kind of adorable. Um, but no, yeah. So he's been showing up like, like crawling into bed at like early and earlier times asking for breakfast and then getting kind of upset when we try to push him off the bed. And he like, like took a pretty decent love nip at like Melissa's eyebrow Ugh. the other day. Did it hurt? Did it leave I was a like, mark? Oh, heck no. Uh, no, they le- left a mark, but you know, when you're like no coffee, you're just laying there like trying to like, it's a weekend. Like I'm just kind of enjoying the last, ah, yeah, what the no kidding. And like, it's one thing where it's like your hands or your arm, but like your face, you're like, absolutely not. Yeah. So that was one of those, like I got picked up the cat and I didn't throw, throw the cat, but there was definitely some sliding. You removed going it from the, the bed in an appropriately forceful way. They're cats. They're fine. I removed it from the premises and a I mean, appropriately you put, you forceful push way. Off, off surfaces sometimes, like you know, yeah, like balconies. <laughs> totally. Hey, well, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> um, so I've been very upset. It reminds me of uh, there's a John Mulaney stand-up where he talks about uh, having to feed his uh, like his his dog habits. And the the dog trainer was telling them that if they don't, they need to eat dinner first. Oh, yeah, maybe that's what pop. Dominance. I mean, so maybe that's what the other dog is. The cat. Oh my lord. And uh, and when John Lee's like, "Well, I don't eat dinner at four thirty. I'm not in a retirement home, or something something like that." And they're like, "Well, maybe you just like pretend to eat out of a bowl." And so the whole the whole spiel was about like just eating fake food out of a bowl to try and prove to his dog Petunia. That it, that John was the boss. It was a pretty funny. I thought it was funny. It's one of my favorite bits. Nice. Of comedy. Well, I can tell because you've quoted it several right times on this podcast. <laughs> that one's really good, and I like. I've quoted Jim Gaffigan, mm-hmm. Jim Gaffigan, a couple of times, and uh, I'm I'm going to say that I I I'm just gonna say this, and you can judge me however you want. What's wrong I with like, like Dave, Dave Chappelle? Chappelle so. I've he's Ohio, Ohio dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, he is. No, uh, some people don't appreciate the several layers of sardonic, deep you know, I, humor. And yeah. I understand how it can be misconstrued, and I also understand that there's some things that I mean, obviously, things get said that aren't really super cool. But I don't know. I don't. I have an I have my own take on uh, his comedy, and I don't totally. I mean, I've liked his I comedy. I haven't seen the special that people are you know, have seemed to have mixed emotions about, but I was in Nashville seeing Tracy uh, Morgan when he made that joke that he'd rather have his son, like take a knife than take a dick. And that one, uh, he got, some, he Chappelle got in trouble for that or... one. No, that was Tracy Morgan. Oh, okay. Wow. Woof. That well, was, that, yeah, that was, uh, that did not. Yeah. I remember I went with my friend and we kind of looked at each other and we're like, Oh no. <sighs> yeah, well, I mean, I guess that maybe ties into a little bit of our topic today in terms of um, what we're going to get into. But first. <laughs> but first. We got to thank our sponsors. Sponsors. Because we love them. Well, 
that's a strong term. Like, okay, 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 okay. I, I love our sponsors. They're they're okay, I guess. So first, uh, we always uh, have Jennings first. It seems. Well, yeah, the dude's first, incredible. First sponsors first. First sponsors first. Our first sponsor of the show is Jennings Guitars, who makes wonderful guitars made in the USA at wonderful prices. If you haven't looked at their website, I don't know what you're doing. So go to www.jenningsguitars.com. But in all seriousness, uh, radio voice aside, Chad does incredible guitars at great prices, and I cannot wait for mine to arrive. Mm -hmm. I can't wait for it to either. Um, I'm like, I, I legitimately was like, so... Uh, this morning was my first morning of starting the early shift in the new job. And so I did the whole thing where I was, I was having like stress dreams. And like the one non-stress dream I had was about unboxing the guitar. Oh, yes. I did like the whole like waking up every 45 minutes to an hour kind of a thing all night. Because like I have to be up at whatever time. I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, yeah, it was just I woke up the one time like, oh, wait, I don't have it. That felt so real. I feel so cheated. <laughs> So I'm, I can't wait. Yeah, I had so many weird stress dreams. I I, t- I had to take a sick day because I got back from the show, and I I think just like the lack of sleep it made me more susceptible, and I was I was not well. I slept from like six p.m. last night till one p.m. today, and I had holy smokes. Yeah, I'm okay. That's nineteen hours. My cat was there the whole time, dude. <laughs> I kept waking up, and she was just at my feet. And now she's biting me because I'm trying to get her to, to stop scratching the scratching post on the microphone. No, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you got it. You got it. All right, she's over it. Um, yeah. And I just had such weird dreams, including one of them was like we we were originally going to record this at like three thirty, and I had a dream that I woke up and it was nine thirty. <laughs> Which is exactly the time it is now. So that was my weirdest stress dream. But to thank our other sponsor, Spruce Effects, the builder of the Mount Hood Fuzz, the official fuzz of the Get Offset podcast. Um, we actually are finally down. Like we had a surge in sales, and we're down to our last one. Wait, our last our last, last, last one. one? Yeah. I feel like I've been living under a rock. I feel like I should have known. Yeah. That. No, it's it's legit the last one that will ever exist in pink. Oh snap! Oh yeah! Oh snap! Oh snap! Yeah. So uh, those are available at uh, spruceeffects.com. If you're, yeah, it, yeah, it's it sounds the last uh, one. Shoot. Use code. It's the final count. It's the final Mount Hood. Um, uh, use the code. Use, use the code. Get offset to save uh some money on it. Yeah, we're we're giving away basically at the rate we're at the rate we're trying to sell for is like what one ninety yeah, nine shipped. Yeah. Uh, well, just to thank the people. Actually, you know what? If it doesn't sell by Friday, I'm going to remove that discount code. Shots oh, fired. stakes have been risen. Stakes have raised. been raised. Raised. That's the word. He has risen. For. Stakes are raised. The stakes have risen indeed. Oh, okay. Enough of that. That's a church joke. I don't know anything about. This. Oh, that, that's a thing uh, for Easter is you I say know. he is risen because Easter is all about like the, the right. resurrection of Christ. And then you respond with he is risen indeed. Oh, OK. So that's a thing, especially like 
more conservative evangelicals. That's just like a totally normal thing. Like around the Easter season, you say he is risen. You say he is risen indeed. And that's just like, that's the end of the conversation. You just like keep that's walking like, past each other. That's like, that's like under his eye, may the Lord open. That's creeps me out a little. Sorry. Well, I think it's got a long and glorious tradition. I, I, I'm a fan of it. Well, personally, under but... his eye. You don't get it. You didn't watch The Handmaid's no. Tale. Nor did you read I it. I did not, no. Uh, I definitely did, although I'm pretty sure <laughs> I took a test on it. I think I just did the whole, like, I'm going to read the cliff notes real fast. And then, of course, it's high school, so you get 100%. Well, that was not, not my high school experience, but cool. My teachers would read the Cliff's notes and all of the, the things that were like that. And they would specifically ask questions that you wouldn't know if you just read the Cliff's notes. My senior year, uh, the the teacher wasn't a fan of sending homework home, so half the classes we did uh, was we would assign characters for like a Shakespeare play to different people in the class, and then we just yeah. read through it together as a class with assigned parts, which I thought was great. But looking back, I'm like, that's a brilliant way to not yeah. do work as a teacher. No, and same with reading aloud. Like I could sit here and teach about Shakespeare, or I could just like let all of my students do the work for me while I sit here and to sip be on fair, a you kind of have to hear Shakespeare out loud or it's unbearable. unbearable. Oh, I absolutely agree. Well, no, I don't agree with that. I disagree with that. Shakespeare is brilliant. When you're reading it to yourself, unbearable. I stand by it. On a related note, one of my favorite theatrical productions is Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. It's a, yeah, it's hard to explain, but it's incredible. If any if anyone's read that, please like hit me up is on that a, the on the is Instagram. Is that a waiting for Godot thing? Wanna... What what's that based is off? Is it a of? what? Yeah. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Um, it's off of the um Oh, which it's um I can't remember which oh, I'm blanking yeah, on Shakespeare all of a sudden. Um, so topic. What about the topic? What is the topic? I don't, I've, I've been in Nashville. I don't know what the topic is. Okay. So going back to Tracy Morgan, Tracy Morgan said something that was regrettable. We'll go with that. Maybe not in line with the, either the times or just with human decency, probably could have been left unsaid now what do we do with that now that this is the golden question do we throw him under the bus his career's over that is the end of him in comedy or do we say okay we get it you screwed up you apologize and we move on from that with better better jokes better values so on and so forth now that's tracy morgan completely different world which i'm not quite as familiar with i'm just a casual consumer of comedy specials on netflix and youtube but in the guitar world, there are some well-documented examples of folks who have completely screwed up uh, in varying levels of screwing upness. And what do we do with that? Do we, at what point do we say like, okay, that's the end of like you're no longer welcome in the industry, or do we say, okay, well, get yourself back together, don't do that again. That wasn't super cool, but like, don't do that again. And then, I mean, I think, I, I think the. The only way to answer that across the board is it really depends on what happened. I believe we have just entered the twilight zone. 
Why? Oh, just because I'm because I'm not taking a hard line. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's part of it. I, I think we've I think so in in doing the what in what preparation I did do for this episode. I think we've encountered a uh, a gray area of sorts. And I think it's a gray area that challenges some of my personal held beliefs. And in the sense that like, as with the religious beliefs that I hold, I, I, I redemption is such a crucial center point for the religious beliefs that I hold. And that's something I really value. And I'm glad you said redemption and not forgiveness. <laughs> oh, so many thoughts on that. Uh, <laughs> 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 and that's not even getting into sanctification. That's more of a theological thought. So I think redemption's a really key part of what I see in life and the human condition, the reality that everybody screws up at some point. And I've been, thankfully, a recipient of forgiveness and followed up with redemption, so on and so forth, and certain dumb things I've done in my life. At the same time, this isn't this isn't our personal lives. This is This is business. And so like, well, what do I do with that? I don't know. I'll pass it to I just, you. I mean, you just need examples. I mean, it, it kind of depends on, on what happened. Did someone make like a little snafu? Did someone say something they shouldn't have said? Did they come back and like were, were sincerely seemed regretful and interested in making amends and uh, rehabilitating their image? Or did they just keep coming back? Or did they just like kind of wash their hands from it, disappear after doing something major? Like, I don't know not paying their employees and stealing money from people. Like there's th- like, yeah. <laughs> is that the example you were thinking of? Because that's kind of the big that's one. That's one of the me. examples. I'm, I'm thinking that's a, I think that one's a clear cut example of, um, see, okay. So here's the, here's the thing with redemption. I'm going to pull up the Merriam Webster dictionary or dictionary.com or whatever. Are you about to make a terrible wedding speech? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I actually haven't ever given a speech at a wedding. I've actually never been in a wedding party. Well, a lot of people start with, to quote the dictionary, the love is, or something like that. Oh, no, no. Christian weddings, we do that with uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Love is patient, love is kind, so on and so forth. Love is not patient. Well, we'll we'll agree to disagree with that on a fundamental level. Uh, moving forward, so here's the redemption definition according to uh, the Oxford Dictionary: it is the action of saving or being saved from sin, error, or evil. Uh, option number two is the action of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for payment or clearing a debt. And so what we get is with this will gen- seem super applicable to. Well, I, I think it is at the, the heart of the definition of that. I think what we've got is basically you screw up. There's some sort of an error, a sin, whatever label you want to put on it. You have, you have screwed up, to use the colloquial term. And then there's a follow-up of you've regained possession of whatever that is. Um, and I think part of that is you make up for it. You make amends for your mistake. You redeem um, yourself. That's what how I always hear that. But amends. That would be a version of the word Corrections, yes. You can't use the word or the root of the word to define the word itself. Come on now. This is basic etymology, Emily. Yeah. Anyways, I, I'm just giving you a hard time. It's only fair after last week. So so we've got that. And so what I'm seeing in that particular instance, and I'm just going to call out the particular instance I'm uh, we're talking about is the is Gear Supply Company. Just It seems like such a blatant and obvious 
sore thumb in the community from the last few and years. we want to say that all of the things are allega- allegations and there was never any legal battle surrounding these things but we do have personal experiences that we can speak to in a hypothetical world things happened even just okay even just in the customer facing world we've got uh, uh, can i can i speak to this as a customer Yes, you were a customer. I was not. Basically, there were many instances where you know products were ordered, not delivered, and they just ghosted us. And as customers, no and this refund. happened to a lot of people. No refund. Um, there was a lot of chitter chatter. Like we don't know exactly what happened, um, but there was there were things that seemed suspicious. Like they had a Kickstarter for uh, new pedals. And um, before these pedals, they kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And finally, like, okay, we're going to start shipping some pedals. Before that happened, they put them on sale on their website at a lower price than what the Kickstarter was. So obviously, I mean, it seemed to us that they were just trying to make some quick money either to pay for uh, the original run. Um, And ultimately, I got one out of the four things like I had ordered from them. And... Uh, then they just kind of stopped answering emails and there seemed to have been quite a few people who just were screwed. They didn't, they paid, paid, some of them paid a lot of money for products that they didn't receive and that's facts. Um, so that's kind of the key example right now because when this stuff was getting weird, there were a lot of people online saying we need to give, um, grace, and a lot of people, I think, I think he got a lot of extra patience because he was involved in this praise and worship community. And, uh, yeah, I have feelings about that, but to keep it on track, like if that's something that you do where your whole thing is you weren't even communicating about what was going wrong and you haven't made any obvious effort to, um, get, make things right. Hell no. Get the hell out of my industry. Get out. Stay out. Never again. Like you had so many opportunities to, to be real and say, this is what's happening. Uh, this is what's going wrong. Um, it's a failed Kickstarter. It happens. But instead. Right. It, it was all that. And then there are some worse things from my understanding talking to people who were part of the company that I'm not going to name or explain their experiences. Cause that's not my story to tell. Like it was way worse than that. Allegedly because nothing has been proven in any sort of legal sense, no. but, but you can look up them on better business bureau and see what. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I I'm not necessarily attempting to disagree with you. No, here. I'm no, just... we agree. Like uh, those things that are alleged, nothing in improved. In a court of law, yada yada yada. I think it's established right, right, right. that basically, I didn't. Don't yeah. sue us. Basically, it's established I didn't <laughs> get like the products that I ordered, and I know other people didn't get the products that they ordered. And I know that the communication from that did not exist. Right, and so I think that's where we fall to a distinction of. I mean, in order for redemption to happen, you've got to have follow up to that. And I think there's a big difference between someone who got in over their head and tried to cover their tracks in the process to try and like get back to a place where it wouldn't be a big deal and a con man. And I'm not going to throw out full out accusations of whether or not anyone involved in that was a con man, but I, you know, there's a level of, 
I, I don't, uh, there, there's no redemption to be had in that particular right. scenario. Other one, other scenarios, there's a couple other scenarios that I'd like to touch on briefly. Yeah, please. Then um, I, and I don't know full details in the fullest extent of things. So I'll, I'll go with a brief overview of my understanding yeah. of what happened. And yeah. And um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I'll talk about what I'm going to talk about later. No. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, there's been a couple of companies that have been caught red-handed rebadging. I mean, a lot. Uh, I mean, a lot of, of companies rebadge, but they were saying that it was their intellectual property, right? Right, right. So there's a, right there's a difference between rebadging um, for OEM, so original equipment manufacturing, uh, where you another company agrees to make a product and then you put your name on it. For, and so this is what like your iPhone is OEM. Because another, like Apple didn't create that in an Apple factory, well, as far as I'm aware. That's created by another factory and then supplied I mean, to Apple yeah, with the name brand. Yeah, sure. I mean, maybe. I could be wrong about that, but if you, you understand I, the I point I think it's more like, like t-shirts so, are branded. Uh, I think that might be a better example because you don't, you're not looming the t-shirt material by yourself. You're buying a t-shirt and you're putting your, your artwork on it and then you're selling it as your product. But nobody thinks that like, you're not saying that you made this t-shirt. T-shirts or... Or many pedals. I mean, I, there's there's several things. There's a bunch of things in the guitar world that are considered like quote, Donner unquote, pedals OEM. are uh, and, are an example of an OEM pedal, and that's right. not and, a secret. Um, OEM or the other term that gets thrown is ODM. Some people talk about that, and there there's a difference. I understand that that's at a critical business level, but for the sake of understanding the point here is another company makes it and you put your brand name on it, whether or not who does the designing is less of a concern here. The The point is that's all perfectly legal. This is normal. We don't have a problem with that because especially since it's usually straightforward, clear yeah. what's going on. No one's trying to pull the wool over anybody's that like, clearly this is a made right. in China product. So, um, now, there's a difference between that and claiming that something is in a completely original, like you made it yourself. And this is something that we'll, we see with, say, like a, a boutique brand. So maybe, let's say, a boutique brand got in over their head. They, they blew it too fast. They couldn't keep up with the orders. And so maybe they start buying pedals from another company and putting their own name brand on it and yeah. then selling it off and just calling it good enough for the day. And I, I, I'm i going to pull the empathy card. I see... I'm going to be, I think I see how you could get to that point because this industry is so up and down. If you were to find yourself unable to keep up with that, I could see where that you would have that temptation. Be like, well, you know, we could do this for a few orders just to keep up. I don't want to like lose the business, the ground we're getting business. We're well, make that sounds more like ghost building. It's not like taking a completely different existing product, putting your name on it and then making it seem like you're the one who created that product in the first place, because that's, yeah. Right. No. No. It's not ghost building. This is like you bought something from a store at full retail and I mean, flip not, it yeah. with your name on it and saying yeah. it was "quote unquote" boutique. No, I don't. I'm not cool with that. With no. I, I think the right, transparency right. So the, is what's the, important there. I mean, if you're like, "Hey, I couldn't keep up," so no. But then I know people wouldn't. You, the reason you're not being transparent is because you know people wouldn't dig it. Right, right, and it's disingenuous. So my question is, if in an example like that, and I, I'm hesitant to mention company names because I only know what I've seen on the say, let's say, the gear page. Because if you're gonna talk about um, that law, that guy came out and made a statement about it, so I think that's fair game. Yeah. Did he? 
oh, okay, I, I wasn't aware. I again, I not aware of the full extent of the details. This is my general understanding. I'm kind of just using it as a template for a scenario, for the sake of a discussion. So I, I think that yeah. company was Vertex, was it? Uh, and so the follow up question is: At what point do we say, okay, we get it? You made a huge mistake. Now you got to make up for it, like make it up to your customers, and then maybe we can I move mean- forward. And I, I just I don't know what that looks like though, in this in, it, whether or not it's in this industry or even just on a personal level. Like, where do we? I mean, get honestly, into the it's just like, that? are you doing something that makes it aware, like makes it clear that you understand that what you did wasn't great, and then like take actual action. Like that guy released a statement that he's sorry for what he did, that it was a bad idea, and you know that's great. Like he, if it's if, as long as he's not doing it again, like that's totally cool. Like people make mistakes, like small mistakes like that. And to me, it's like when it's happening time and time again and people start taking advantage of like your good graces or your forgiveness or your trustworthy, like your trustingness, like that's when it becomes a problem to me because like um, that's when you're just taking advantage of other people's kindness. Well, there's that point I think we're running into the whole like, are we dealing with someone who's just trying constantly making mistakes or we dealing with the con man i, I think that was the old phrase goes like fool me once yeah. shame on you but fool like me if twice, you're talking about someone who just keeps making mistakes and making mistakes and making mistakes maybe that person's just not a good business person maybe that person needs to either like hire someone who is a good per- business person to like prevent these things from happening like because if they're honest mistakes and they happen over and over and over again like at the same time like i don't want to be mad and judge you and like think you're a bad person but i i'm not going to do business with you Right. Well, I don't know. I mean, this is where I, I fall, start to question like, okay, well, what point do do we get vindictive and what point do we like, okay, like you made a mistake. Let's move on for this and we can move forward and you still make good products. Well, I think that it really just does depend on that. Like, is it honest mistakes or is it someone who is um, just taking advantage of you? And I think that you know that after a point, like, I think right. that you do. No one likes and, feeling and it if, taken advantage of, for sure. Exactly. So if someone's taking advantage of you, yeah, tell other people someone's taking advantage of you. Like, make it like. Hey man, like you keep eating, like you keep eating my funyuns, man. Like I don't appreciate that, bro. Yeah, but like. I had to break out the voice like, at some point. <laughs> I know you did. You did. But like with, with with gear supply, it was months and months of um, missed deadlines and non communication, and like for a while, you could be like, "Oh, it's just you know this hard times. He's having some personal issues. The builder's having some family issues." But then when nothing redemptive comes of that, and it just gets worse, then yeah, you know, make it public and explain your reasoning and present your side of the story as factually as you can. Don't don't like be calling somebody a dick or something ruder than that. Uh, just I, I think that it, it it's sort of your responsibility to make sure that if you think someone's a con man, um, to approach that person first, explain your concerns, and if those aren't if you don't feel like those are your concerns are being answered in a relevant way, like I think it's fair game to to try to keep other people from you know making the same mistakes that you made, which was obviously to do business with that person. Do you want to know something really funny? Yes. You just like borderline, like in a pretty loose way, but close enough to where I could say that's 
it's in the ballpark of explaining um there's a there's a passage in the Bible, not to get all churchy, but there's a passage in the Bible, it's I think Matthew 18, I think, where it, it's Jesus talking about like this is how you deal with conflict and you think someone's screwing up. And if you go to them first, and if they don't answer your questions well, then you go with someone else, and then you have a, a larger conversation. If still you don't have that, then you bring it before your community and make a bigger deal about it. I mean, um, you know I've read the Bible, right? Okay, well, I know. I just don't know how how closely or how closely you practice that. I mean, I, would, I just thought I mean, it was I also interesting. Studied, so, like, that's a big thing in leadership in general, and I studied leadership in college. Like, the whole idea of, like, being a servant leader is – uh, very much based on Jesus Christ, like, and like that's kind of the perfect example of it in a lot of ways. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's kind of the thing. But like, don't immediately go and like light up your your tiki torches and <laughs> <laughs> tiki <laughs> or torches. I'm sorry, they've been forever ruined. I feel so sorry for that company. I do too, because it's just like. I can't ever put tiki torches in my backyard ever again. I mean, yeah, I you can, you can. They're not I like, could. but then I, I like I, with my luck, I find myself out there grilling with tiki torches, going wearing a white polo and a buzz cut. Like, wait a minute, how did this happen? Oh gosh, yeah. Um, yeah so don't like get, grab your pitchforks right away. Try to work it out like privately at first, but really, like if it gets bad, like that's what reviews on the internet are for. Like, that's what the Better Business Bureau is for. That's what these communities are for. And, and like, one part of what they're for, not the entirety of it. Like, Right, yeah. The flip side of all this, I'm certainly not a fan of, like, mudslinging. Yeah, no. No, No, especially if it's just like, okay, maybe you had a bad experience. But if if you're the kind of person who's had, like, a lot of bad experiences and most of your experiences are bad experiences. Like that phrase, like, if everyone's an asshole, maybe you're the asshole. Like, come on, Karen. You've had to talk to how many managers today? Yeah, because sometimes, like... Sometimes what you want is unreasonable, like just any time. Like right. we've all been there. Uh, it just depends on how do we deal with it. Do we deal with like blaming the person for things that they can't control? Like, oh, I'm sorry, you wanted Curtis uh, Lamberton to make you a pickup and have a three-day turnaround? Well, he's got a three-week wait list. Like, and he's upfront about it. Like, you can't like right. get mad about that. And like, oh, Curtis is so great. I like I, he sets great really great uh, expectations. I like that. He's very, and, he, and he will answer your questions and stuff. And like, I've gotten a couple sets of pickups from him and you know, yeah, I could have gone and bought something that was already made for like, and with a two day shipping thing, but I didn't want to do that. So I, I want to support. Yeah, that reminds builder. me, I need to start budgeting out some money so I can get a set of grinders. Yeah, you do. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's the kind of thing where like, if, if you go and start like, bad mouthing someone without talking to them first like that's not cool but in like right. i think that th- all this comes down to is i think that what you really want to talk about is something that uh has been in the news for various reasons uh restorative justice um so can somebody come back from these Ooh, mistakes that's a good that's a good that's a good term i like that term well it's a whole idea and the thing about restorative justice is like that the victim has to be a part of it so uh you can't Go forgiving people on the behalf of other people. Like, you can't. Like, you can't say, like, it has to, like, the victims have to be a part of it. I feel like that's, I feel like that's one of those sentences. Like, I hear that sentence said, and then I question why that sentence has to be said out loud. Like, people, this is so amazing. Like, yeah, okay, if Um, someone didn't wrong you, you don't get to forgive them. Like, on behalf right. of other people. Like, that's the truth. Like, you can't say, let's give this person a pass because the people that 
were wronged by that person, like they didn't get anything. They didn't get an apology. Maybe they didn't get anything, any restitution. Like, yeah, it's cool that he gets a pass though, but could I get like a refund or yeah. something? Like, like, uh, Oh, I took cool. my stapler yeah. and I'm, you know, I could, you know burn down the building. You took my stapler. stapler yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. I just want my red stapler. Uh, yeah, that dude was fired months ago. <laughs> um, but I think like Ryan Adams is an example of this. We don't even have time to get into that, but uh, oh, bombshell! I know, I know. Like he's trying to come back on on the internet and stuff. But uh, then there were like screenshots. He hasn't apologized. He has kind of he, but it wasn't. No, it that's why I said see, it didn't cover the bases. It did. It was I'm not. Sorry, I'm just, no, I'm no. You're, I agree. It was not a good apology. I think that he thinks he apologized, it, but at the same time, he didn't want to admit that he did anything wrong. That it reminded me of like a kindergarten. Like I'm sorry, I punched you in the face at the playground. Yeah, or like I'm sorry that you felt blah 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 blah, and using you statements instead of. Oh yeah, there 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 was definitely some like victim like well it's your yeah, fault. Yeah, that kind, kind of, of thing. Anyway. So and 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 then like there were there was these messages to his like manager or agent or something where he was like I read Yeah, those. where he was like, I don't I'm tired of all this like restitution crap. I just want my career back. I'm like, well that's a step you have to take because truly what you did was predatory and gross and potentially illegal. And he let a lot of people down. Like he really let like I'm just a fan. Like I'm just someone who listened to a lot of his music and bought a lot of his records, and again, one of the most, one of the biggest influences in my guitar playing. Uh, I feel, I right. feel like, a, like not nearly the same level, but I, I think I'm a victim too. I think all of his fans are victims because we, you know, knew he wasn't a great person. We knew he was a, like a little uh, prima donna kind of thing. We, we didn't know that he was a predator. Yeah, Emily, it's all your fault you didn't realize these things. And as soon as they did, all the records come off the shelves, all the stuff goes into a bin. I turned one of my Ryan Adams hoodies into a Phoebe Bridgers hoodie. That's a that's a great move. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that one. I can't wait for it to Um, get cold enough for me to wear it. It's been so hot here. It's ridiculous. It's gonna be high as sixty tomorrow. Oh my goodness. It was also ninety (sighs) degrees in Nashville, so I would like you to not say that it was hot here. And stop well, clicking whatever that clicking thing you're clicking is. Oh, sorry. I'm playing with a pen. I'll do it. I'm going to put that back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so yeah, there's definitely, it's a definitely a case-by-case basis. And I, I admit that I'm very biased in what that looks like based on the, the beliefs that I hold and how I, how, what I base my life off of and all of that. And there's certainly levels of that. I think there's, outside of that though, I think there's some basic, common ground that i hope we can all find um decency and what it looks like to to for restitution for redemption and what that all looks like in the community and i don't have any clear answers what that looks like i think we what i do think is we've un in an unplanned fashion gone through some guidelines on what i think that looks like and how to discern from experience to experience yeah and like the whole idea of like breaking something off with another, like maybe you stop supporting a company because you think they're bad people versus maybe you think because they're not great business people. And I think that both of those are valid. Like, I don't think you should feel bad about not giving someone your money. Well, I don't think you should ever feel bad about not giving someone your money. I th- but- unless uh, it's in us and our Patreon. I'm kidding. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I wasn't going to go there. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. If you do like us and want to support us, however, we do have a Patreon. Uh, when we get to 25 monthly dollars, that basically covers um, the cost of the serv- one of the services, which is one of the services that we use to bring you this podcast um, every month. And you'll get some cool perks. And we get 25 yeah. bucks. Uh, we'll do a special episode where we actually interview our, our pa- patrons. Heck yeah. That'd be really fun. And uh, the lowest level is a, do- is a dollar a month, I think. Yeah, it's like one, five, ten, twenty five, something yeah. like that. It's like poker chips. Yeah. <laughs> and for a hundred dollars a month, you get a sermon from Andrew promising that if you just spend a little bit more money on Jesus and the Bible, that will turn your life around and erase all of your debt. Dude, for twenty five bucks I'll write them a song. <laughs> oh shoot. Yeah. And, and just so we're clear, I, I'm making fun of prosperity gospel preachers. Yeah. Um, oh, I get it. Televangelists. Speaking of predatory behavior. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think we wrap this one up. Uh, Going to go a little bit easy well, on y'all. Okay. Oh, well, no, no. You got more? Well, I do need to go to sleep soon, but I, I, have, I have a joke. It's not from that dad joke book, is it? No, no, it's 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 worse. It's from my head. Okay. Well, I don't know. Those were pretty bad. So, uh, did you did you hear about the the rodent that uh, everybody thought was framed for the crime? No. Yeah, well, it turns out he wasn't framed for the crime at all. He actually did it uh, of his own volition. Volition. A vole is a small rodent. Oh, good lord. Who knows that? I don't know. I knew that. I don't know why I know that, but it's a small ground-dwelling rodent. There was something else, like, this weekend where someone asked a question. I'm like, oh, and I, like, gave the answer. I'm like, why do I know that? Oh, it was, like, about Judaism. Like, why do I know this thing about Judaism? I don't know. Probably because I watched Weeds. I don't know. Um, On that note, uh, yes, uh, we also have our new For Fuzz Sake lineup. On the website. Oh, yeah. My I shirts did are that. pretty cool. I designed it. It was really thing. nice. I think I wore mine the other day. My shirt. I haven't had it. I actually think it. I washed it and now I can't remember if. I don't think it ended up in my laundry pile. It must have ended up in like someone else's laundry pile. Mm-hmm. I need to go track that down. Yes. I don't know All right. Well, everybody, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. Until next time, I'm Emily. I'm Andrew. Goodbye. One, Bye. Two, three.